0: Today, we are talking about happiness and why it matters so much. It's one of my favorite topics. It's not just about experiencing a moment of joy or a rush just to make you feel better. It is a fundamental necessity for a fulfilling life. This isn't about feeling happy after you chat and laugh with your girlfriend. (laughs) Well, I know that's really fun. It does make us happy. But we're going to talk about pursuing authentic happiness and what that really looks like. We'll touch on some of the barriers we sometimes face to either achieve happiness or sustain it. We're going to talk about the science of happiness and the benefits. And we will talk about two happiness actions, two exercises that will not only be fun for you to do, but impactful in increasing happiness. And that, my friend, is so worthy of some honest effort. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next step so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee, your favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. Before we get into the science and some of the true benefits of happiness, I want to point out a few barriers that we sometimes might run into that actually decreases our ability to feel happy or, interestingly enough, resist happiness. Let's go back to, there are two types of happiness, hedonic and eudaimonic. So hedonic is more of the temporary pleasure and avoidance of pain, actually, where we do something to make us laugh or feel good in the moment. Where eudaimonic happiness, that comes from a real pursuit of authenticity, meaning, and growth. I wanted to make sure we touched on that quickly. So the research shows that we actually have three barriers to either increased happiness or sustained happiness. And the first one is called hedonic adaptation. It's so interesting because this is referring to how much we adapt to any positive thing we encounter. Say someone at work gets a promotion. They're all excited at first and they're all happy. And a few weeks later, that positive emotion and happiness just dies down. We get Almost used to these happiness feelings, or we get used to the feelings of happiness. So, one way to slow this down is to actually give yourself a variety of ways to feel happy. Practice different happiness increasing activities so then you can have a longer effect of that good feeling. So, interesting. A second obstacle, and this one's more intuitive, is underestimating the importance of effort. Sometimes people don't want to put in the effort to actually help themselves feel better. You have to want to be happy. (laughs) Motivated happiness seekers get it, and then they put more effort into doing the activities that make them feel better. The third obstacle is assuming happiness means the absence of negative emotions. This is a real big misconception that happiness means that you don't have any other negative emotions positive emotions and happiness actually does help the negativity in your life, but it doesn't mean it it eliminates it altogether. I wanted to just touch on those, those obstacles because they really can be in our life and hold us back. The science of happiness, also known as positive psychology, explores how positive emotions and well-being can impact our bodies and overall quality of life. Understanding the relationship between happiness and our physical and mental health is absolutely huge because it helps us to lead a more fulfilling life. So here's a little bit about the science and how happiness affects our bodies and well-being. First, positive emotions and our physical health. Research shows that positive emotions such as joy and gratitude can strengthen our immune system. People who experience more positive emotions tend to have more resilience against illnesses. Another health benefit is that it lowers our stress levels. Happiness can reduce stress hormones called cortisol. And as we know, chronic stress is linked to so many different things. Also, positive emotions are associated with better heart health. Happier individuals often have lower blood pressure and a reduced risk Of heart disease. Number two, studies suggest that happier people tend to live longer lives. Positive emotions and a sense of purpose can contribute to a longer and healthier life. Number three, our mental well being. Happiness acts as a protective factor against a lot of mental health conditions, such as anxiety or depression, and positive emotions and life satisfaction can enhance psychological resilience. Also, happiness can improve our cognitive functions such as our memory, creativity, and our problem-solving abilities. Number 4, stronger relationships. Happy individuals often have better relationships. Positive emotions can totally enhance our ability to communicate, have empathy, and cooperate, all leading to stronger relationships. And number 5, our productivity. Happier employees Tend to be more productive and engaged at work. Positive emotions can boost our creativity and our ability to attack problems, and that all contributes to success in the workplace. There are many more benefits, but I just wanted to highlight five of those because I think those are really five of the top categories that we can all relate to. Now I want to talk about Dr. Martin Seligman. He is a psychologist. And he is credited as the father of positive psychology. I've talked about him before in a couple of previous episodes, but he developed a theory called the PERMA plus theory of well-being. And in this theory are five core elements, building blocks, so to speak, that help us reach happiness and fulfillment. His thought is that we could derive this happiness from each of these elements These five elements are, number one, positive emotion, number two, engagement, number three, relationships, four, meaning, and five, accomplishments. The research has shown significant positive associations between each of the PERMA components and our physical health, our job satisfaction, and our life happiness. So let's go over each of these a little bit. P for positive emotion. Positive emotions include things like hope, interest, joy, love, compassion, pride, and gratitude. So when we actively explore, appreciate, and bring these positive emotions into our daily lives, it has a huge effect on our thought patterns and behaviors. Positive emotions cancel out, so to speak, the bad effects of negative emotions and help us build resilience. Actions that could build more positive emotion include taking a walk outside and enjoying nature, thinking of what you're grateful for, doing hobbies and creative activities that you enjoy, listening to uplifting or inspirational music, or even speakers, thinking about others and listening to their successes. Those are just a few actions. So I want to give you a couple with each letter. So let's move on to E. The E in PERMA is for engagement. Now, engagement is not what you might be thinking because it is a little different than what I was thinking. In this particular model, according to Dr. Seligman, engagement is more like being in a flow state. So what does that mean? It's doing things that play into your strengths and then you're completely absorbed into your activity. So have you ever done something that you completely love and you lost lost track of time and it's been like three hours? That's being in the flow. You are so present at what you're really good at doing. People are more likely to experience this flow when they're using their top strengths. Research on engagement found that individuals who tried to use their strengths in new ways each day for a week were happier and less depressed after six months. So let's talk about some actions to build more engagement. You could identify and learn about your character strengths. And then after learning, you could do things that you are good at. You could participate in activities that you really love that light you up. The ones that I talked about where you lose track of time. So doing some of those will help with that. Let's move on to R. The R in PERMA is for relationships relationships with partners or spouses, friends, family members, colleagues, bosses, people in your community, all of your relationships. Invest in these relationships where you feel supported and loved and valued by others, and then you do the same and you reciprocate. Relationships are included because we are social creatures. We feel this for sure. And Social connections become particularly more important as we age because they found it to be critical in preventing cognitive decline. So interesting. Obviously, the actions to build relationships are probably ones we know. Spend more quality time with the people we love, right? The close relationships that you have, just invest the time and the energy into them. Another thing is you can join a class or a group that interests you and find people that are like you. Ask people questions, go for a walk and engage with your neighbors or people in your community, find more out about them, or get in touch with people you haven't talked to in a long time. Okay, let's move on to M. The M for PERMA stands for meaning. This is the need to have a sense of meaning, a sense of value and worth. In particular, having a sense of belonging or that you're serving something greater than yourself having a sense of purpose in life really keeps us going, doesn't it? It makes us feel good and productive. And having meaning or purpose in life is really different for everyone. It could be pursued through your profession or a social or political cause, or maybe even something creative or a spiritual cause. And and also how about volunteering? There's so many things you can get involved in. Research shows that people who have a purpose in life or a sense of meaning live longer, have a greater life satisfaction, and fewer health problems. Powerful stuff. Some actions to feel more meaning or purpose in your life. Think about what you are talented in or good at and help others with that. Get involved in a cause or organization that really matters to you. Or try new activities to find things you connect with. Okay, let's move on to A. The A in PREMAS stands for accomplishments or achievements. This is working toward a goal, getting that sense of accomplishment or progress. I love talking about progress. <laughs> this progress gives us that self-motivation to finish what we start out to do. This makes us feel good. We're proud of ourselves. Such a good positive cycle there. Deep fulfillment is tied to our desire to accomplish something. Work toward that goal just for the sake of, of that pursuit and the desire for improvement. I just spoke at an event a few weeks ago. It was wonderful. It was an honor to be there and I enjoyed so many people I got to talk to. One woman in particular that I was talking to told me about how much she loved running and how she loved running marathons. So I said, oh, well, which marathons did you you do? And she said, I've run one in every state. Oh my gosh, I my jaw was on the floor. She has completed one in every single state and is still going. She's setting more goals for herself and it's so satisfying for her to accomplish so much and how authentically happy it really made her. This is a perfect example of this, isn't it? So some actions to build happiness through accomplishments would be to set goals, big goals or small goals. Every step of of progress gives you that sense of accomplishment. Look for creative ways to achieve small wins and also celebrating others and their successes. So that's PERMA. There is a plus in PERMA where Dr. Seligman goes into four other elements that contribute to happiness. I'm not going to get into them now, but I'll tell you the four. Optimism, nutrition, physical activity, and sleep. He wrote a book called Flourish, A Visionary New Understanding of Happiness and Well-Being, and he goes deep into this theory, and so if you want to read more, I'm definitely going to put that in the show notes for sure. I wanted to talk about Dr. Selgman and his theory here because there's so much more to happiness, authentic and rich happiness, and it can be derived from so many elements. There really are other actions to increase our happiness, such as giving and mindfulness and so many more. But I hope this gets you thinking more about it and seeking different ways to add more fulfillment in your life. So you can feel that authentic, deep happiness more often. Now let's get into the two happiness actions. I love these. These are Things that I found in my research. I was researching on the Positive Psychology website and it totally went down a rabbit hole a little bit. And I ended up buying a few supplemental resources where I found a lot of these exercises. So I wanted to share two of them here. These were created by Elaine Houston. The first one is called the Bucket Fillers Exercise. The idea of the bucket fillers is that we all have our own bucket. And this is Obviously, it's an (laughs) invisible bucket, but we are constantly filling and emptying our buckets based on what we say and do to others and what they say and do to us. So this bucket holds all of the positive feelings that come from our experiences and our actions every single day. The key is to have a full bucket because when our buckets are full, we feel happier. We feel more energized and feel more content. And when our buckets are running on low or empty, that's not good because then we're more negative or we feel down and all of those things. So we don't want that. One good question to ask yourself is what fills my bucket? So to know that is going to be helpful because then when you reciprocate and go to fill other's people, other people's buckets, you will know more about what you really appreciate. So take out a piece of paper, draw a cute little bucket, and write in there things people do for you that make you feel good. What things do they say to you that make you feel good? And seeing that will be really helpful then you can reciprocate and think of ways you can make others feel good. So let's talk about some ideas for filling buckets. Okay, I'll give you a couple ideas. Saying or doing something kind. Greeting people you meet throughout the day in a friendly manner. Thanking others for their help or support. Telling people what you like about them. Giving someone a real smile. Giving someone a hug when they need it. Giving your time to others. Telling them what you appreciate about them and why. Saying things that could be helpful offering support, giving a handwritten note of thanks or recognition, helping someone without being asked, and giving sincere compliments. Oh my gosh, there's so many good ones that we could talk about. But I think you get the point, and I think it's an excellent, excellent exercise. So do the bucket filler, and now I'm going to tell you about the second exercise. This one's called the Glad technique. And before I get into it, I just want to remind everyone that we all gravitate to the negative. Our brains are actually wired that way. This is called the negativity bias. I've talked about it before in a few episodes. So it kept our ancestors safe long ago from any threat or harm to their environment. But today, (laughs) it's a real pain. So knowing that our brains are going to be wired to gravitate to the negative experiences in the day or the negative emotions. We have to work extra hard at turning that around. So this is where the glad technique comes into play. And a couple notes about it. You just need to do this a few minutes every day, whether it's in the evening before your bed or after dinner, and you need to write them down, either write them down on paper, in a book, or even in a notes app on your phone. It should be completed every day and written because it's so powerful when you go back and look at this. So let's talk about it. The G is for gratitude. And practicing gratitude will help you notice the good that you have every single day. The more you practice gratitude, the easier it becomes. And it doesn't have to be huge events. It could be for the simple things. L is for learning. Every day, try to learn something new. Now, this could be learning something about yourself or your loved ones, a fun fact, or a new perspective on something. It can be anything that you didn't know yesterday. The A is for accomplishment. And here, it's not going to be our major life goals. It doesn't have to be life-changing or extraordinary. An accomplishment can be an ordinary, everyday thing, like I went to sleep when I'd said I was going to, or I drank all the water I told myself I was going to. Even completing those small tasks, you can add this as an achievement. And D is for delight. Delight is just about experiencing joy. Just like the other elements of the GLAD technique, it can be simple. Find joy in the simple everyday things. It could be having a good laugh on the phone with your mom or dad or friend. It could be petting your dog. It could be having a slice of cake. It could be anything that just brings you a little bit of joy. By paying attention to all of these four elements throughout your day, the glad technique is going to contribute to a much more positive mindset that's going to translate into more happiness and fulfillment. And let's just talk about a quick example of what this could look like. It's so simple. You would say, "Today, I'm grateful for the beautiful sunrise I saw this morning. And today I learned about the difference between the blue moon and the super moon and all of that. Remember that? Did you see that? That was so beautiful, by the way. Uh, The A could be, I prepared and cooked a healthy dinner for my family. And then the D for delight, I loved my coffee today. That's it. So simple, right? Those are the four elements of the Glad technique, but. If you do these small things every single day, it's those small actions over time that's gonna make the difference. I just wanna say, happiness isn't a one and done thing. It's daily practice. Just like we take care of our physical health, we also need to invest in our emotional health. Remember the elements we talked about today? The PERMA is positive emotions, engagement, relationships, meaning, and accomplishments. Those are the building blocks of a happier, more fulfilling life. There are a lot of ways within each of those that you can work on, but they don't magically appear. You have to put in the effort and intention. The more you invest in your happiness daily, the more abundant and satisfying your life is going to be. I love this. So cheers to more happiness. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me, and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.